Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Joining us on the podcast once again today, a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. And if I were to describe him, I would say a known curmudgeon in my life here at Crack Rackets now. It's Illinois men's tennis head coach, Brad Dancer. Coach, how are you doing today? Curmudgeon, huh? Curmudgeon. That's a big Michigan word, I know, but that's, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> why, why do I get that definition? <laughs> well, first of all, your response to my thank you tweet saying you should see how we tweet, treat the non-Wolverine fans, I was laughing for a solid five minutes. I was like, <laughs> he's so right, too. I was like, you should see how he treats the Illini fans. It's impeccable. <laughs> uh, uh, but all is well with you, Coach? You're safe? You're healthy? We're, we're doing great, and uh, we're looking forward to, to head to Orlando. So, yeah. yeah. No, and I know, just, and we are looking forward to it. If, forward, I, if oh, I may interrupt you. Um, you know, you, you sent that out, but, but obviously having you, you know, as, as the voice of the Illini this year, um, I don't know, added a, added a professionalism to our broadcast that, that we really appreciate. So I'm not just trying to suck up to you, but, uh, I do want to acknowledge that, uh, it was awesome that we got so much tremendous feedback on that. So thank you for all your uh-huh. efforts. It's the least I could do, Coach. I keep telling my mom I refuse to let her go to an Illinois match. I'm like, I can't have you being a donor to Brad. I'm like, that would just be – I'm like, and you would be. It would take five minutes, one conversation, it's done. It's over. And I just – I can't even allow that for the conflict of interest. But, uh, no, it was an absolute pleasure getting to watch you guys compete this season. And, of course, unfortunately, feels like the one match I didn't get to see this season is the match I want to start by talking about even before we get into this NCAA event – 
you capture a Big Ten Conference championship, knock off the Buckeyes, you know, knock off my Wolverines first, and I appreciated the apology afterwards, but then knock off the Buckeyes 4-3, and it seems fitting that it was Zeke Clark in the end delivering that tiebreaker 7-6 in the third win to give you the title. I saw the emotion on your face even a few weeks later, though. How are you feeling about that run? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because it was it was incredibly emotional for me, and, and particularly just you know, all the, all the, the way it played out, as you mentioned, and, and just all those guys and the, and the growth that they've been on and just so happy for those guys. But it, it was a really pretty quick snap back to reality trying to get ready for DePaul and Notre Dame this last weekend, because, you know, we knew we had two really good teams coming in, into town. So, but, um, but it, it's, it's been great. Uh, but I would say we're pretty dialed in on, on where we are now at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. In that case, I'll save the Big Ten talk for after the season because certainly that is a moment you will remember. But for your team, again, I was there last weekend. You guys dropped that doubles point in, you know, tough, windy conditions, but then bounced back in singles. And then that performance against Notre Dame, if you don't mind me saying, I think that's about as well as I've seen you guys play all season long. And to see your team bounce back after the tough result in the first match to with that sort of performance against Notre Dame, how did you feel about the team's opening weekend performance? I, I felt great. You know, it's funny because you could see it on our guys' face a little bit. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that they pl- our guys played that poorly against DePaul and doubles. I thought DePaul was excellent in doubles and, you know, it's really tough conditions with the win that we had. And so we kind of went out there and, and played that. And I, you know, and I said the next day, like I, I give DePaul a little bit of credit for how sharp we were in doubles against Notre Dame, because I thought DePaul really, you know, kind of hit us upside the head with just some really quality doubles. So, um, you know, you just, you just never know how it's going to play out. You don't know, you know, we talk about that all the time, just because somebody's, you know, Will Blumberg or whatever else doesn't mean he's going to play great tennis that day. You know, he does 99% of the time, but you know, to that day may be his off day. And so you just got to go out there every day and you don't know what you're going to get from your opponent. And so to be ready for it. And I think DePaul did a great job of preparing us for the next day. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely agree. And yeah, I mean, they were just so aggressive from the start. And certainly you saw the way your guys responded against Notre Dame. And, you know, in particular, one of the superstars of the weekend had to have been Noe Cliff, who, you know, delivers two quick wins at the number six singles position to have, you know, a veteran like that in your sixth slot. And, you know, to really feel like you can compete at all six singles flights, regardless of how the doubles go, uh, what sort of luxury is that for your team heading into, you know, tough conditions in Orlando, certainly. Yeah, well, we, we have no idea how it's going to go. But, you know, every year I feel like for the most part, the teams that are competing, you know, at the top and competing for championships kind of have six guys that that could probably play number one singles, you know, at, you know, for, for those teams. And I think, you know, we felt for a long time that Noe is is one of those guys. We feel that Hunter Heck is one of those guys, you know, that can, that can play at a number one level and so forth. So, I think that's our goal is not to talk about what line are you playing, but what's the level you're playing and what's your, what's your aptitude for focus and concentration. And are you running your patterns and are you making it really, really difficult for the other person? And I think no way done a great job of that here down the stretch. No, absolutely. I just feel like he will find a forehand. It doesn't matter the circumstances. He will find it. And it's so interesting you mentioned, you know, Hunter Heck in that conversation as well. And, you know, it's worth noting Noe's won his the last 16 decisions he's finished. He's won. Hunter's won his last nine. And Hunter's now 14-5 and five on the year in dual matches. I'm pretty sure all five of those losses came in, like, the first seven matches. And for him in particular, I was talking with someone on site. And you can just see the confidence. You see a kid who absolutely is loving to play 
play college tennis. What sort of growth have you seen from him through the season? And to have him playing at this level uh, this early in his career, how important is that for you guys? Yeah, I think the book on him, you know, recruiting is, you know, he was all over the place in the juniors, but that he loved team competition. You know, we kept hearing about that when, when um, in the recruiting process. So for me, you know, we believed a lot in his ability. And if he's a guy that's going to show up and play for the team, awesome. And then I think, to be honest, he and, and maybe we put so much pressure on that. Like, well, he's going to show up when, you know, when the team stuff comes around. Then it was like, it was maybe a little bit too much for him early on. And I think that that was, um, you know, just he went out there. He was overjuiced for a bunch of matches. He missed a ton of balls. And, and so then it's a matter of like, okay, how do you get used to this dual match format? And it does, as you know, feels really fast out there. So credit to Hunter for his you know, adaptations and his growth. And, and again, you can see he's still not all the way there. He goes down in 20 minutes to JJ Tracy, the first set or something like that. So <laughs> he's got a ways to go, but again, our guys love him. I think Hunter loves playing college tennis. He loves being here at Illinois. So it's, it's kind of, you know, we're, we got what we asked for with Hunter. And then, and then the challenge is, is just, you know, keep him growing all the time. Cause he's, he's a special talent. No, it's a true story. I've never seen him frown. Not <laughs> once. And like, you know, uh, not to get graphic here, I once, and it was justified, I want to make clear, I once saw Alex Brown open field tackle him into a couch, justifiably, <laughs> like he earned it. And like, he was still smiling and laughing the whole time. And you need that sort of camaraderie, obviously, when you're playing at this sort of level. And, you know, we've talked about it all season long uh, off mic, but the parody at the top of the game, you guys are the number 16 seed, you don't feel like a number 16 seed. And so for your team I've heard coaches say everyone's got talent it's the team that loves them you know each other the most that ends up on top do you feel that way heading into Orlando I do I do it's funny you're talking about Hunter as well you know I I was talking to his parents yesterday and I said I'm a little bit nervous about how much the team likes Hunter you know what I mean like maybe he's having too (laughs) maybe he's having too good a time with these guys so um no we do have a great group they have a great time together and uh I just been, you know, I feel like through the years, we've just been lucky. You know, we've got all these close knit groups and pods that have come through. And, and that started before my time with, with, uh, you know, I think when Craig started instilling a, a new culture here and so forth, it, it was, uh, you know, he has some groups and those groups are supporting the you know, next groups. And it's just this down the line doesn't matter. You get these little clicks of guys that just say, this is what it's like to be part of Illinois tennis. Come join us. We have a blast. We compete our tails off. And uh, and you and you just get part of this family and and every, you know we got texts from guys that are forty years old forty five you know texts from everybody down the line it's just our family here I think the guys when they come here and are a part of it they really feel lucky and fortunate as do mm-hmm. I no. I- yeah, absolutely. Again, it's fun. Except everyone but Marcos, right? He's on his own <laughs> island. Um, no, um, absolutely. I think from top to bottom, again, I, I've expressed it before. I'm done blowing smoke towards you. You know how I feel about Illinois men's tennis. But, you know, to to get towards your team heading into Orlando, because we've talked about the singles, one through six. I mean, I don't think Zeke's law or Zeke's lost once, right? I, You know, it was to my Wolverines. have to remind you about that one. But you look up and down the board. He's lost once. Kova's lost once. Uh, Cliff's lost once once for you guys singles isn't uh you know you guys are going to compete the doubles point has been something you've played around with all season long and it does feel like you know it's going to be brown and zeke at one and monsey cliff two and then kova and someone at three i'm curious you know again how important will that doubles point be how much are you guys focused on making sure that point is where it needs to be before this round of 16 match yeah, I think we, we take the same – we have all year taking the same tack to Devils. We're going to do the right things. We're going to do them. We're going to do it emphatically. And if we do that, 
we we're going to put ourselves in a good position to to put a lot of pressure on the other team and that's our number one goal in Dallas put a lot of pressure on the other team maintain that pressure all the way throughout because we realize mm-hmm. you can do that and you can still lose a doubles point and, and we can't get bent out of shape winning losing doubles points but I think if we put pressure on other teams then we give ourselves a better chance to win it and we've also sent a message for what we want that you know the rest of the dual match to look like so we're, we don't talk so much about winning or losing double points it's it's a little bit more about we're going to do the right things and try to put as much pressure as we can on the opponents. Mm-hmm. No, and again, it, it feels like you have found your teams and they are starting to play their best tennis as well. Uh, are, it's a little thing. The conditions, I know, in down in Florida are so different than uh, uh, up in Champaign. I, you guys are heading down there early, right? Get accustomed to it all? We're heading down in the morning, so we'll have you know, mm-hmm. a couple of days of good heat acclimation and, and then also you know, playing under the lights. So we don't, we don't typically mm-hmm. practice here under the lights that much except you know, maybe in the fall we do that a little bit more, but so playing under the lights will be a little bit different, and we'll 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 adapt, adjust to all those things because that's what uh, that's what good teams do. But it, it'll obviously be different, no question. No, absolutely. And then again, when you look at Florida specifically, and I'm sure you guys have your scouting, you have your plays, whatever. But for your team, what's it going to take to knock off the top seeds here in this NCAA round of 16? Ah, uh, it's a great question. They they have, you know, <laughs> number one, they have a great coaching staff, and then number two, they got all these great players. And uh, you know, fortunately, you know, they can't play their whole lineup. If they could play their, you know, their all the way through ten, they'd be, they, you know, luckily they can only play six of their studs. So they're they're just stacked all the way through, and and uh, and they've proven that all year long with with a great season. So we're gonna go in there and we're gonna fight like a lion eye but but i also feel like to be honest we we uh we have some good players too and so i think our guys will show up and i think our guys will be re- be there and be ready for the fight mm-hmm. and you know you talk about your guys 23 and 2 this season i mean hey if i'd have told you at the start of the year you were going to get 25 matches and you probably would have said sign me up for that exactly. right now That's, in, i was gonna but... say the number one thing on that is i can't believe we played 25 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, again, normally in a round of 16, I feel like that's about right. Maybe you'd have five to ten more, and certainly they would have been non-conference, but compared to how you normally feel about this team, you know, this team's ready for a round of 16, right? They've gone through the ringer? I think so. I think so. Now, again, we, we, haven't, we haven't played Florida yet, and, and we know how good they are, and we haven't, we haven't seen Florida yet because they didn't make, you know, they weren't here for indoors, and so... Um, but but we you know, it doesn't take much to look at their season and be like okay they got they got players and they're playing well so I think for us you know we're going to prepare we know a little bit kind of what the matchups may be and and uh, uh, you know they've got a guy that, that didn't play last weekend and you know where does he fit into this week and it can affect things but to be honest I don't think we're going to get too too caught up in that we're just going to keep preparing ourselves and try to get our guys level as high as it can be going into Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of your guys' level, you ultimately get three uh, individuals into the singles in Alex Kovacevic, Sifo Monsi, and Zeke Clark. Given all the hoopla about the rankings and everything this season, had to have been a relief to get all three in, right? It was, and, and again, that was a nerve-wracking day, you know, and I, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what was going to happen, but I felt like you know, once once we saw what happened to the Pac-10 and the Big Ten in terms of the team seedings, and I was like, well, they better at least hold the hold the end of the bargain when it comes to the to the individuals. And I don't know. It, it's been frustrating, I think, for everybody all year long in terms of just what metrics to use and and how to how to properly measure this. But um, I think those three guys are just thrilled that they're going to get a chance to play. But to be honest, you know, just talking to them and looking at them, I don't think they've thought one thing about the individual tournament yet. You know, they're 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 pretty dialed in on this season and this team season and 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 trying to make it as special as we can. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's going to be fun to watch you guys compete in Orlando. Yeah, I, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that Ohio State-Wake Forest match was the first time you rooted for Ohio State actively <laughs> in your life. You're like, I need a Buckeye victory here. I, I, may, have, I may have sent a, a similar text to Ty and Adam being like, I don't, I don't typically <laughs> – I'm not usually out there cheering for Wolverines and Buckeyes, but uh, I think the whole Big Ten and probably the Pac-10 as well is kind of sitting there saying, "Come on, guys, let's let's uh, you know let's do everything we can." And I, I, if you had to pick one frustration on the draw, it wasn't seeding anything else. It was only Big Ten, Pac-10 playing each other twice. You know that that in yeah. the first round, and I thought I thought that was really you know incredibly unfortunate, and uh, and I thought that could have been managed a little better because those are the two conferences that they really didn't get an opportunity. And, and then two two great teams are knocked out in the first round, which was which was really unfair, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you. My Wolverines, I'm sitting here in my Michigan warm-up jacket just because, and I'm realizing, I mean, thankfully I'm going to get to see my women's team down in Orlando, but devastated we couldn't have both. But anyways, uh, you know, again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Just a quick note because I've been in all of these matches. Uh, you know, to have Vuk on the sidelines as a volunteer here this week, I know uh, this year, I know it's a it's a little thing, but... I feel like, he, you know, quietly, he's done an outstanding job, hasn't he, Coach? I have given him a hug. I don't know I have to tell you how many <laughs> matches. Because it's just like one of those things where, like, I can just tell I'm not making a difference out here. And so I literally, yeah. I just call in Vuk. And I'm like, Vuk, come come, come work some Vuk magic, which is, you know, he's got this incredible inner strength. So he comes onto your court. And I think the guys feel like, all right, I, my man is here. You know, this is this is my man, my rock that's here. And so <laughs> there's no – I mean, he I, – I just came up and grabbed him, right? I mean, Big Tens, he was just outstanding at Big Tens the whole time. And he just – he knows these guys inside and out. He knows how to challenge them. They, you know, talk about having the respect. You know, he, he has every one of these guys utmost and total respect. So Vuk Budic is, uh, you know – I get tears on half these guys, but, but Vuk Budic is another guy that just – what – I wish everyone – could just spend a couple months with Vuk Budic. He just, he just, he makes your life better. Everything about him. Absolutely. Now, again, it's been so fun to watch your guys compete. And my last question for you, the most important I'll ask, word on the street is there is a no meatball policy prior to matches, that the meatballs have been banned officially from the diet of the Illinois men's tennis roster. True or false? And if true, why? Pre-match meatball. I tell the guys, meatballs. Hey, meatballs can be great. They can be great. That's a post-match comfort food, right? Now it's a post-match comfort. I don't want anybody feeling comfy before they play, right? We want them going out feeling yeah. hungry. So, and you never know. You put enough meatballs in front of Alex Brown, and like he could eat the whole container of them. So, we, we've had we. It's it's an it's an attempt by me to, to ban them, but it hasn't worked very hard. I keep seeing him sneaking in the in the bags and stuff. So. <laughs> It's, it's, I can't argue with anything you just said. Absolutely, Coach. Well, again, you know, uh, I it was such a pleasure for me to get to watch you guys all season long. And, you know, it, it will be exciting for me to get to see you guys compete. I believe I'm going to be on the broadcast for that 7 p.m. So perhaps there's some comfort in that, Coach, knowing that I will be there for you guys. And I'm looking forward, certainly, to seeing you all compete I in Orlando. It. Be safe, be if healthy. You, if you see me messing things up tactically, don't be afraid to holler down at me, all right? <laughs> I will do, Coach. Uh, I will chat with you soon. That was good. Thanks, Sam.